0: Hello, welcome to, hello, welcome to, let's all just take a second here and uh, (laughs) compose ourselves. Hello, welcome to Ray Guns and Go-Go Boots, the show that apparently has a difficult title to say. (laughs) We've been away for a long time, but uh, we're back now. We've got an in-depth look at a television series that happened once um, called Logan's Run from 1977 uh i'm rich hello everybody uh rick is here as well hello rick
1: hello yeah we're, we're i guess we're not going to do the the cutesy silly intro then <laughs> oh i'm sorry
0: <laughs> no that's fine i thought we'd do that afterwards and cut it together and s- i'm sorry i've misunderstood oh. i've misunderstood entirely
1: that's okay no we, we just go on that was
0: i, I feel bad now I fucked up already <laughs>
1: Well, we haven't had a cutesy opening since uh, since the Prisoner, so...
0: Yeah, that's true. I meant to do one for the Outer Limits. Yeah. Because there's an obvious one, because it has one. But, you, yeah. you know, a- anyway. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll do one for this. I'm not saying... I'd, yeah, I'd, I didn't mean to, like, torpedo it in a William Shatner-esque way or anything <laughs> like that. You know, or it wants to do this, yeah, I'll just make it so we can't... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't want him to have any ideas that we do. Anyway, hello, welcome to Ray Guns and Go Go Boots. We're back. Good day, y'all. Hello. Um, yeah, I was. You see, what I thought we were doing, I, I passed it to you before, and I thought because I misunderstood. I am. I'm, my brain has turned to mush, guys. That's Rick, okay. can you can you do the rest of the intro bit for I'll, me, please?
1: I'll take it from here. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> We have some guests with us today. We are we are going to talk about Logan's Run, uh, both the film and the series. Uh, and if you didn't know there was a series, well, oh we got a surprise for you. Yeah. Um <laughs> And we also have a couple of guest hosts with us this week for the first time in Ray Guns and Go Go Boots history. Uh, all what, five episodes of it? Five. Nine of five. This,
0: yeah.
1: this is number six. This is six. <laughs> yeah. Uh joining us from the great uh No, wrong show. The Simply Syndicated Movie News Podcast uh, and the uh, White Star 5 Podcast and the Tech It or Leave It Podcast are Jan Allen. Hello. Hi. (laughs) And Scott Madison. Hello, everybody. And we are all going to talk about the epic that is Logan's Run.
0: Yeah, we are. Mm -hmm. That was
1: Logan's Run. Mm. Um, If you're not familiar with the movie... Uh, it came out in 1977. Uh, and wait a minute. No, it came out in 76. 76. Yeah. Series was, was 77. Right. Movie was 76. Yeah, the movie was 76. Yeah. And if you are in any way inclined to underestimate the effects that Star Wars had on the cinematic universe, Logan's Run won the academy award for best visual effects in 1976 now wow they are they are quite <laughs> impressive for the <laughs> obvious amount of work that went into them uh however i would not say that they are good by any stretch they you know they look like very wet, nicely built model train sets <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not like they're being pulled along little cars on string and so yeah, they kind of jerk along. They're not. They're not as good as little model trains. They're not that good. Mm-hmm. It's it's awful. I'm sorry. I, yeah, carry on. sorry. I'm
2: I'm sorry. gonna have to watch anytime I watch the movie from now on. When I see the um, the body of the dead runner dissolving on the floor, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to sit there with the knowledge that it won an Academy Award. Mm-hmm. That special effects bit won an Academy. Award. No no
0: it did it did, it did. yeah uh, i no. uh right i I, <laughs> I i quite i i want to i want to get i've got a lot to get off my chest and um the reason i'm i'm kind of tripping i have i have ingested far too much logan's run today in in too <laughs> much too too much in one go and i'm i'm a little bit shaken by it um <laughs> Right, the 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 movie is kind of a classic sci-fi movie, right? That's I love it. It cool. is what it is. It certainly has its place. Yeah, it, shoddy special effects, all of that. Well, I'll come back to the movie. What what I need to get a lot off my chest about is the television show. That uh, this is, um, uh, my god, it was horrible. It's is really the summation of where I am with the television show. Oh, my God. Just what was bad about it? Just about everything. Absolutely. (laughs) I've I've got a full page. Absolutely (laughs) everything. Um, Would it be okay with you guys if I sort of start us off with the basics of what is wrong with Logan's run, the television show? Uh, Because I I
1: would just... I would just like the record to show before you before you do so that I disagree. Okay, okay. But carry on.
0: <laughs> you don't have no idea what I'm going to say.
1: <laughs> no, I'm sure that every point you're about to make is valid, but I enjoyed the show.
0: Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> so, Logan has run. Mm. So, in the original film, uh, post-apocalyptic world, there is the city of domes, everyone has to die at 30, etc., but that would be renewed at 30, so they think... And Logan goes on the run and discovers that you don't have to die at 30 because there are old people and that sort of thing. Uh, in the the television show, uh, same setup, and Logan runs. But instead of finding nothing, really, and coming back like he does in the film to free all the other 30-year-olds from being killed, instead he finds different groups of weird people every week. Uh, yeah. These different groups of weird people have never encountered each other or the city of domes that Logan comes from. Uh, And despite the fact that he sort of emerged onto the surface of this world that he had never conceived of existing before, uh, he he seems to do all right with things, you know, uh, stuff that he would have really no idea about. Uh, You know, the the one that comes to mind is when he just, I'll build a fire. Like you, you wouldn't do that, Logan, because you've never seen a fire. Because you've never built a fire <laughs> in the city of domes. You don't know that that's a fireplace and that you can put logs in it and burn them and that that will warm the room. You don't know this. Stop it. The, the fundamental <laughs> basis of you the show... You don't know
2: what sunlight is. is
0: it's all is it flawed. you're not running away from it? It's it's just all totally flawed. <clears throat> it, it just doesn't work. And it, they're so fucking dumb Like <laughs> Every week don't sit in those chairs They're funny chairs that do things to you ah, I see. They go- and don't drink that, that drink Because it will either poison you Or, or knock you out or something and You'll have some weird dream experience There's only about three episodes of Logan's run But they made 14 uh, <laughs> well, th- Towards the end I started noticing this unpleasant word That came up uh, after the iTunes description of the episode, uh, just in brackets, it said, unaired. Mm-hmm. And, and I find that to be a real mark of quality in, in television. When they're making stuff they know no one's going to watch, ever. Uh, but I did. And uh, <laughs> and uh, Logan met ghosts. So that happened.
1: Yeah, that one was stupid. Mm-hmm. I, I, I
2: went through... The, the entire fourteen episode run and I wrote down their adversary in each episode and to see them listed in this manner is preposterous. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> this was a bad show. Now, right, I didn't mind Gregory Harrison as Logan. I thought he was pretty good actually. I'm I'm disappointed that he wasn't on more things. So he was okay.
1: Yeah, I was rather it, surprised when I looked him up to find that he hadn't done a whole lot else because he I kept thinking that he was familiar, but I knew he couldn't be that familiar from Logan's Run, even though I did watch the show when I was a kid. I have vague memories of it. I didn't, I didn't remember a single episode when I was watching it as, oh, I remember having seen this, but I know I watched the show. Uh, but that's really all he, he did that was big,
0: Yeah, which was shocking. I have the same feeling that I, I kind of recognized him. For, the, for all, the, all the time I was watching him But couldn't place him And that's because fr- I don't recognize him Yeah uh, Donald Moffat as Rem was, was actually the best thing about it
1: He's why I didn't hate the show Yeah He saved it for
0: me I, I uh, wanted yeah. to reach into the television And trim his eyebrows More than anything <laughs> in the world
3: <laughs> Wow
0: <laughs> But apart from that He was very good Heather Menzies uric was awful. Fucking useless. She yeah. was just terrible. She was so hot
3: candy, pretty much. And and,
0: and not great eye candy at that. She was like mm-hmm. ones that you're not sure aren't medicine. That kind of sweet. You know, <laughs> the old stuff However, made out if, of coal tar.
1: If you found her <laughs> attractive enough to do any research, she did do a couple of Playboy spreads,
2: if you're curious what Kept yeah. jiggling yes. under her shirt. I so will. Okay. I'll, I'll be right back. I'm gonna step away from the mic for a second. Oh, uh, well,
3: actually, a, a gal in the in the movie was a Playboy playmate. Believe it or not, so there's your connection right there.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so all in all, I won't be watching Logan's Run again. Um, it, it, it. I wasn't happy with it. As we look at each episode, I can be more specific about the things I didn't like and that were terrible, but. Uh, You know, uh, the one in the ghost is like, oh, I saw a coffin. Like, you don't know what a coffin is, Logan. Shut up. Yeah, yeah. I
1: I have to (laughs) grant you almost all of those points. Uh, I found myself, because in the movie, uh, you know, when Logan and Jessica escape the city, and, you know, it's Michael York and Jenny Agutter, who are, you know, two of the most beautiful people on earth, and they played idiots really well. (laughs) and so you know they're out of the city and you know what the hell is that that's a tree (laughs) you know stuff like that and they did it really i I, one thing i loved in a are you shitting me kind of viewpoint in both the movie and the tv show is they really had no compunctions about setting fires indoors anywhere they were
0: yeah that's very true
1: (laughs) and yet they managed to not die of carbon monoxide poisoning um but uh yeah, it always did kind of bug me how worldly Logan and Francis were in the series, because uh, they yeah they sure did know a lot of shit, and and they began they became more knowledgeable as the show went on for no apparent reason.
0: Well, I tried to put some kind of time frame on it, and there's an episode. Oh, which one was it? Let me just look at the list here. Uh, seasons one, that really has a menu. Um, the later ones.
1: Well, when they go Not, back for Carousel, it says how long they were gone. I didn't
0: write it down, but. I think it's about six months at some at some point. Yeah, it was. It was Carousel. They yeah. go back so many times for a place <laughs> they're trying to run away from. And the thing I can't, another thing I, I, I have trouble with is the fact that, I mean, well, let's assume that the city of Domes is in the middle of North America, whatever, right? Yeah. And you come out of there. And there's nothing, because post-apocalyptic world, whatever. And you just start walking in one direction. And then a few hours later, someone else comes up and has the task of finding you. And they walk in any direction as well. And the chances of you ever seeing each other ever again are are ridiculous. Well, they they actually covered that.
1: Because Logan kept his little tricorder... Uh, scanner thingy. His box was and, writing on it. Yeah, and yeah. it was also a tracker, so that's how Francis was able to find him. Why he didn't get rid of it after Stupid that. But, and then they also had, one thing they never addressed in the series was the hand crystals, which I assumed was how Francis
2: was tracking him down.
0: They don't have them.
2: Yeah, no life clocks on the show at yeah. all. No, no.
0: Because it would be ridiculous. You know when you're 30, why, why would you need a little thing in your hand? Like, do you, do you know when your thirtieth birthday is? I remember mine. So, <laughs> why, why did I, Why would I need a thing in my hand?
1: And in the movie, it did say where the city of domes is, more or less. They're uh, within yeah. a day's walk of DC.
0: So, yep. all right, there you go. So you'd never, you'd never see anyone again. We well, just start not walking in a, in a random
2: direction. Not the distance means anything on this show. I consider the fact it was in episode nine. Where they uh, they happen upon a runner who is uh, uh, apparently important in the runner movement, and he now has like a group of followers that do whatever he says. Uh, he's basically installed himself as kind of a king, and the uh, the council of elders. That's a whole another discussion. Uh, well, dispatch. that that
1: was created for the series, yeah. Right, now, and they, that was they, created under protest for the series by the creators. Uh, oh, okay. They were the the the, <clears throat> the network or the studio said forced them to do after they did the pilot where we didn't have um, where they or, or the the pilot yeah, the, was originally made without the council of elders and then the suits went no 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 we need these changes made and they added in
2: uh, the 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 elders all right well if they if they didn't want to put them in there and they had to that makes it a little bit better but still yeah. that co- that council. Um, takes a Sandman and uh, gives him plastic surgery to look like a known runner, and they send him out to find Logan and company and try to bring them back to the city. So they it's it's episode nine. They've been on the road for several months now.
1: It's called the Judas Goat, by the way.
2: The Judas Goat. Thank you. Um, and after after at the end of that episode, when the undercover Sandman, um, who I prefer to call Spider Man.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, it's Spider-Man, isn't
2: it? Um, when he heads back, and after months of being on the road, they make it from where they are back to the City of Domes in,
0: like, two hours. Yeah, yeah. you didn't feel they'd gone very far at all, did you? And they knew where the City of Domes was exactly.
2: Well, they, yeah, n- no problem finding it again. They instantly retrace their steps, and they cover six months' worth of road trip in two hours, in, in order to catch that Sandman before he gets back inside.
0: Good work there. In that that, that magical car that he can drive perfectly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and and that, the, the distance problem is literally
2: the first of all the notes that I took about the series as a whole, of all the questions that they don't answer, and the fact that these questions are hanging there should get in the way of anyone's enjoyment of this series. Because there are things that, that make no sense. How many Sandmen go after uh, Logan and Jessica and Ram throughout the course of the series? The answer is the, the answer is a lot. Yeah. How okay. many how many Sandman pistols do they collect and hoard so they have an arsenal to fight back with? next time they come across Sandman? The answer is none. Zero. Yeah. They just they throw the guns a distance away and then they continue. To, 10 feet. Mm. At least grab two of them. One to give to Jessica so she can fire back and one to give to Rem just so he can hold it and look threatening even though he can't actually fire one at a human.
1: Oh, if someone gave Jessica a gun, she would drop it the, the second it fired.
2: <laughs> at least he fucking tried, though, is the thing. It makes no sense if you have a, a group of 3 people that are running away from bad guys to have only one of them armed. It makes no sense.
0: You're absolutely right. It makes no they'd be killed. They'd be killed so quickly. They're not getting anywhere.
1: Now, did you all catch uh the there are several Star Trek tie-ins as we keep in Well, a lot of
3: the the writers were from Star Trek. Uh, but the, the
1: main one is the story editor on this show. Well, yeah. Dorothy. Fontana. Dorothy Fontana. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, Dorothy. <laughs> well, it's a job in it, I suppose. Yeah.
1: And one of the the members the the, the the head of the council of elders, uh oh, and I didn't write down his name. Uh I just wrote down his character. He if you remember, he was in two Star Trek TOS episodes. He was in uh Dagger of the Mind, he was Dr. Van Gelder, the one who escaped from the insane asylum. Uh, and then he was also Captain Ron Tracy in the episode with the Yangs and the Combs, and he had to fight Kirk to the death. Uh, uh, yeah,
0: yeah. I thought Burgess Meredith was in it once, but I was mistaken. I was nope. quite excited for a minute, uh, kind of <laughs> hoping that he it w- was a continuation of his character from that Twilight Zone episode where <laughs> he survives the nuclear <laughs> holocaust and and then his glasses break. Like he could just be wondering, have you got any glasses? I mean, my- like it's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing.
1: One thing watching the show made me realize: the first time I watched I well, not the first time I watched it, but the first time I remember watching the movie, uh, Box confused me. Right. So if you have if you uh, well, and and I'll explain that. Okay. Um, folks, if you if you're not familiar with all of the movie of Logan's Run, when Jessica and Logan finally get out of the city, the first thing they encounter is this robot box. Uh, and we find out why no runner's ever made it to Sanctuary because they get as far as him
0: and then he freezes them uh, for th- future food use. <laughs> I thought you were going to say how you couldn't get the DVD out of the box. I, thought- <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> I-, I wanted to um, watch it. Box confuse me. <laughs> uh, it's all right, right. They open just on the side yeah. like a book. Ah, yeah. There you go.
1: Yeah, so it's those damn... Sorry, security stickers on the top always throw me. Yes, yeah, forget about those. Um, but in the pilot, they get out just fine, and Box isn't there, and that always that puzzled me. That they they meant they well, decided to the, skip that bit.
3: Instead, they had it's Rem, good. who's actually a good version. Yeah, Box, and <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, kind okay, of a forerunner so. for Lieutenant Commander Data. There was a lot of data in in Rem, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I have to agree. Of course, the and, early episodes of, of T and G were written by DC Fontana and a few other oldie writers, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's probably the inspiration they got it from.
1: I was very impressed with Rem in that, you know, it could have very easily been a, my, you humans do this and you humans do that, and th- there was some of that, but it felt very natural coming from him.
0: It did. Uh, I, I totally agree. He he was really well played. He he tiptoed right up to the line of
1: condescension, but never really crossed it. Mm-hmm. And I liked that about it. It was, it was, it was, you could see he was genuine genuinely curious about human ways and costumes and this, that, and the other thing. And and whenever like when he had that that wonderful episode with him and Marriott Hartley, where they were just like, Yeah, these people are what what the fuck is up with them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and their conversation was, it was just, well, Marriott Hartley is amazing. I don't, I don't know if you guys uh, remember her at all. Um, you know, she was in, and we'll get to that episode, but, uh, you know, she was in the TOS episode when Spock and McCoy go back in time and Spock falls in love with her. But she was also in a series of commercials in the, eight, in the 70s and 80s with, um, oh shit, the guy that played... Rockford, Jim Rockford. What's the dude's name? He just died Garner. last year. Garner, James Garner. Uh, for yeah. Kodak.
3: Yeah, and they actually no, it was for was it? I thought it was for butter. No, it, no, know, it, was, and, it was
1: a camera. It was it was either Kodak or Polaroid.
3: I can't. Okay, but they said that they were so had such a rapport doing those commercials. They thought they were a real couple. Oh yeah, and they weren't. You know, but.
1: <laughs> no, not at all. But they they were just married. Hartley's awesome. Um, but I loved that episode because. The, the writing on Rem and his interactions with people was, I think, some of the best that the show had to offer. You know, there was a lot of crap writing and especially the incredibly sexist way that Jessica was portrayed, which was just, yeah. here, please capture this person every week so we can go save her. Or, uh, you know, I, how many times were, was Logan getting his ass handed to him by someone and she's just kind of standing there cringing?
3: And yet, this was a '70s TV show when women's lib was very, very prevalent.
1: But yep. not on TV.
3: But not on TV. Well, no, no, no. But we'll get to that I'll, I'll, when we. Okay. Okay.
1: Well, do we want to do we want to get into individual episodes? Yeah, let's get to that.
3: Okay. okay. Well, I'll warn you. I I, kind only, of- I only got to episode ten.
1: So. <laughs> okay.
3: Uh, when I got to the the sleeping one, I was like, uh, "No, nah, I'm out." <laughs>
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I kind of want to run through and you know, if, if this if this gets in the way of your guys' uh, <clears throat> normal routine for the episode, then let me know. But I kind of want to, before you we... Listen
1: to the show. <laughs> I <laughs> want to
2: go through this list of, of adversaries that they face oh, just so we... Please do. So we have the breakdown.
1: Okay,
2: <laughs> right. it, In the pilot episode, the main thing they're up against is Carousel itself and the city. Um, and then some uh, robots that eventually they get rem from and then they move on the pilot episode is a pilot episode it's kind of its own thing yeah Um, with a
1: really weird structure
2: yeah the the first regular episode we get to um they they are new to the outside world everything is unfamiliar to them and what do they come across fucking aliens (laughs) Mm -hmm. and they're okay with this it does not shatter their perceptions of reality and leave them in the fetal position on the floor wondering oh, what the fuck is happening right now. No, okay. it's, they, they, they find aliens. Oh, well, of course, let's stop them and move on.
3: <laughs> oh, okay. I Hang on, least... right. I, I right. think
0: we need, okay. to, we need to do this episode by episode because there's, yeah, we there's do. a lot we to do. say here. Let, let's start at the beginning Okay, because right. that, that's always the best place to start. And this is episode one, Logan's Run, imaginative title. In the 23rd century, survivors of a nuclear war live within a doomed city sealed off from the outside world where citizens are allowed to live only until 30 years old. Logan, a Sandman, dot, dot, dot. You get the idea. Um, it, it's, yeah, it's all right, isn't
3: it? It was basically the movie, but done with a slightly different story.
0: Yeah. Um, bits taken from the movie, quite literally. I think a lot of the the effect shots were and that sort of thing. Weren't they?
2: Uh, most of the shots of carousel were lifted from the film. Mm,
3: that's what e- I thought.
1: Except instead of exploding, they just beam out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the 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 Sandman pistols and um, there's a word for them, but I forget what it is. Um, were actual movie props.
0: They're always just referred to as Logan's weapon. Mm-hmm. Get the weapon. Have you got the weapon? I've got the weapon. I'm trained with weapons. <laughs> what kind of weapon is it? Doesn't matter. It's a weapon. You know, it's it's. They never say gun. It's never in there. I was li- I noticed it, it, it. I was listening out for it, and they never say gun. It's always just Logan's weapon, which is a different kind of film. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> oh, wow. <laughs>
3: anyway, I yeah. I, I mean, the
1: the pilot wasn't. You know, my. One of my notes from the pilot is not good, not bad, but you can see they're earnestly trying. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Um, That feels reasonable. I got the sense that if they could have just used the movie as the start for the series and then build off from there, they would have, but for a variety of reasons, they couldn't do that. Um, They... They obviously were trying to retell the same story from the movie and only making the changes they had to make in order to facilitate the ongoing series story that they were going to tell. Mm -hmm. Other than that, it's all pretty much the same, just streamlined with uh, extra series Uh, details.
3: Yeah, and and Jessica being more of a bimbo this time around than in the movie. (laughs)
0: Yeah, if you if you think about it, they can't make a, a a TV series based off a movie that easily in 1977 because you can't go out and see that movie. You know, if, yeah. if if a TV show comes out based on a movie now, I can go and watch Limitless or whatever if I want. It's on Netflix, easy. In 1977, you are not just going to watch Logan's Run because you feel like it. You got to wait till it's on TV or for home video to be invented. Which is a few years <laughs> away. Twenty years away. <laughs> yeah, and then mm-hmm. it's expensive, you know. So uh, twenty, no, early eighties. Well, it's yeah. not yeah. not that far. Actually, but, yeah. well, actually, the
3: first VCR was in the mid seventies, but people weren't using it <laughs> prevalently until yeah, the early eighties. I, I
1: didn't get my first VCR until nineteen
3: ninety. Wow.
1: Well, they, they were expensive us. as well. They were expensive <laughs> as hell then. I couldn't let me say I couldn't afford one until nineteen ninety.
0: Oh, okay. I remember ours coming into the house for the first time, and I think it must have been when I was sort of three, two or three, which puts us in 82-ish, 82, 83. Um, Do you know what? This is way off topic. Sorry. (laughs) The big thing here with home video, what made it really, really, really popular was the movie E.T., Right. I, thought
3: it was, I thought it was porn, but okay. It was E.T., right? <laughs>
0: and everybody had a pirate copy of E.T. Or you knew someone who could get you a pirate copy of E.T. And I just wondered, was there a thing in America that sort of is known for creating a, a proliferation of home video? Is porn. It, is it porn? Fair enough.
3: That's how we lost beta, is because... All the porn producers preferred VHS.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that story's uh, been told again and again. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tale porn. as well as time. <laughs> why, why do you think you buy Blu-rays and exactly. not HD DVDs? That's, That's right. There, there you go, right there. Porn. <laughs> porn pick Blu-ray. Jumped <laughs> in. Now, that was something that impressed me. Uh, now, I,
1: I have to say about, about the movie, before we go too much further into the TV series, when I sat down to watch the movie, I was a little worried because every time since back during the Starbase days. Um, wow, to be able to use that phrase freaks me out a little bit. Um, when we would watch something that was very much from the 70s, it was kind of like, okay, buckle in. This is going to be a bit of a slog. And I was very impressed with how well Logan's Run as a movie holds up from a, from a pacing standpoint. It's a crisp, well-told efficiently told story it just moves right along and also there's very little gratuitous nudity nudity in it which at that time anytime someone could squeeze boobs into a film they would um and there was just that one scene where logan and jessica kind of wander through that orgy which made no real sense whatsoever but it was there but but actually it did kind of fit in with the the you know kind of uh underscoring the decadent Mm -hmm. um uh, you know mindset of these carefree but only going to live 30 years people
3: yeah that uh, was pretty much what i got out of it was it was showing that they really have no care in the world and they can do just anything without consequence yeah.
2: it, it, and it, and the one time it illustrated very well the hedonistic uh lifestyle exa- that's that the city I was city looking for, I was, mm-hmm. was living
3: mm-hmm.
2: and
1: and the only time that jenny agater got undressed was just after they got the, the box scene or just before the box scene where they, they got drenched and they're in the arc you know, in the sub, the freezing and it wasn't sexy at all. It was just get out of these wet clothes and wrap around, wrap up in these furs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I was very impressed with the, the, uh, the overall feel of the film. Uh, you know, I think it, it deserves to be a classic, even though we kind of joke about the, you know, the, the, the model look of, the the visual effects, especially the shots of the city. uh, I think overall, the film really holds up for being something from
4: 1976.
0: Mm -hmm. I would agree with that. I uh, enjoyed it a lot when I watched it. Um, It is a good film that does stand up. All all the points you make are are perfectly valid, Um, despite the fact there isn't gratuitous nudity in it. it, It's still uh, a really good film. That was a joke, everybody. (laughs) <laughs> I need to point that see? out. Porn. There you go. <laughs> uh but anyway, yeah, Jen, and, Jenny Agutter is and quite the yeah, Jenny Agutter is quite popular around these parts, you know. She's awesome. Cuz of the, I, the Railway I Children.
2: Mm-hmm. I was I, I was beyond uh tickled to see her show up in uh Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Yeah. Oh, she that's
3: I didn't, her. That's right. That's
1: right. I I didn't recognize her. Now, well That wasn't her first appearance.
2: Yeah, she was in the Avengers also.
1: Yeah, and I didn't realize it was her until I saw the credits. Yeah, I I did. I I
2: recognized her right away, and I checked the credits afterward to make sure, and and sure enough, there she was.
3: See, I mainly remember her from Logan's Run and American Werewolf in London.
2: Oh,
0: yeah. I so fell in love with her in American Werewolf.
4: Oh, everybody (laughs) did.
0: (laughs) You can meet her if you come here. You get to meet Jenny Agatha in how I think
1: is is that is word. that like one of the perks she's at the airport <laughs> you get off the plane right I'm
0: it's not, not obviously kidding. it's not actually a perk but it is possible <laughs> true right but no well no technically right i don't think she doesn't live around here i don't think uh she comes and does they do a railway children walk at least once a year and oh, she really? she comes for that so you can go on a walk with her and huh. chat about the railway children and and stuff which i've never seen cuz it it sounds desperately boring, but it was it was filmed on the railway just at the bottom of the hill here. So uh, it's it's a big local thing because yeah. it looks old here, obviously. So uh, yeah, that, that you Well, search. I'll
1: tell you, I, you know, there there are people who are who are into accents, and I happen to be one of those people. And Jenny Agather's accent. Especially, and I don't know if she changed it for, I don't think she changes it like in, in American Werewolf, but like if you were to ask me what is the sexiest accent on earth, it's her from American Werewolf in London.
3: I don't know. I'm, I'm partial to Michael York. I mean, just hearing him talk, he's just like, <laughs> you know like i could listen to him read the phone book too my god he's got a great voice
0: you need to be aware that british people are aware that you all feel like this and do use it to our advantage when we're over there especially when it comes to meeting women in bars oh
3: well it's exactly the opposite in australia i know a lot of australian women love american accents from what i hear
0: yeah but then you've got to go to Australia so yeah. <laughs> and never yeah, go man.
3: to Australia it's deadly
0: there. Yeah stay at, stay, stay at home and meet a british guy or go to australia where there are huntsman spiders. <laughs> australia the one Your place choice. on earth
2: that is more that is more intent on killing its inhabitants than florida.
0: Yeah. Mm. Well I didn't and I didn't like florida for that reason. <laughs> Okay. Most so, of
1: our stuff that wants to kill you, though, is kind of mellow. It's they're in no hurry, so you can. Yeah. I mean, you can outrun an alligator
0: easily. I don't want that, to. They don't care. I don't <laughs> want to outrun an alligator. This is this is what you people have trouble understanding. I don't. I don't care that I could outrun an alligator. I care that I don't have to outrun an alligator. <laughs> that that is, is a very important difference between those two situations.
2: Now, Rick, just just give me a guarantee because at, at the time of this recording, uh, you and I are going to meet for the first time in less than two months. Sweet. Don't don't bring gators with you.
3: Yeah, <laughs> no, I I don't
2: like to go to. I don't like to
0: eat at Wendy's.
3: Oh, <laughs> anyway, moving
1: on. Moving Does that on. make any sense to you?
0: I know Wendy's.
1: Well, yeah, recent, recently there was a news report from uh, actually uh-huh. down in my hometown yeah. where some nut nutcase went to a Wendy's and then chucked a three-foot alligator through the drive-thru window.
3: Just because he thought it would be funny.
0: On some level funny. it is, but <laughs> not really. Don't be doing that. That's no, he got
3: arrested for it. So speaking there, as yeah. someone
0: whose significant other sometimes is stood on the wrong side of a drive-through window, don't be throwing allegations, because yeah. then I'll have to find you a murdie. <laughs> that sounds as serious as I want it to. Episode two I, of Logan's episode, Run. I am dragging his well, back, well, kicking and screaming. Uh, right.
1: Uh, I I do want to say one thing about uh, one other thing about the pilot because it's got that sort of it ends and then it doesn't end. Because like I was watching the DVD. And I got to the end of of uh, when they escaped from the pacifists, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, that's the end of episode one. And when I went to start episode two, and it was like, wait a minute, Rem's there. What did I miss? And I went back, and there's that kind of second part of the episode where they get to the 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 city with the 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 village mm-hmm. enclave, whatever you call it, where they the the robots want to take care of them forever and ever. Um, and uh, and I like that the the female robot was Siri. Yeah, pretty much. No, that's her name, that's- Siri.
3: <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh yeah. God. Um, I,
1: I, I love the. Of- yeah. I love the scene where they're in the bath. They're they're both in their in their bathtubs, and Gregory Harrison is so into his bathtub business. His arms must have been cleaned down to the bone <laughs> because he sat there. Scrubbing his upper arm the entire time anyone was talking, and I love how folks just sort of wander in during their bath and hello, how are you doing? And they don't, there's no reaction whatsoever. <laughs> um, it, oh, and it, I also—it was
2: pretty clear to me that the um, the pilot episode was originally written as two separate episodes: a pilot and then the second episode, which would introduce Rem. And they just sewed them together and yeah. paired it as one. With no segue,
3: <laughs> I, I was actually going to mention that it felt like it was two episodes, just kind of. St- it
2: will. It, it was yeah. the length. Of, it was the length of two episodes, and there was a clear um, uh, delineation mark right in the mm-hmm. middle mm-hmm. that ended one story and started another one.
3: Well, there's your answer. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> so, moving on to the the collectors.
2: Fucking (laughs) (laughs)
3: well that's not the first time we see aliens in the show from what i'm reading of the notes but uh yeah it's the first time that they've yeah and you're right they're just like uh
0: they they don't care that they've just met aliens
3: well i was attributing it to again their naivete as the characters that they were i didn't really think anything of it when i was watching it i was just Cause I watched the cause I rewatched the movie right before I started watching the series. And I was thinking like they are in the movies like, Oh, well, we just don't know better. You know, that's now, how did I did anyone.
1: <laughs> did anyone recognize the young female alien? The one that meets them first and says, Oh, you found sanctuary.
2: I, I, I did, but I've since forgotten.
1: She was An- Angela Cartwright who was Penny Robinson.
2: That, yep, 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 yep. Yep. And that's damn, right, that's
1: she right. grew up nice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> i for for a second i thought it was someone else but then i remembered that's episode six where we see um, um star trek six lieutenant valeris um
1: well yeah she's she's
2: later yeah later on yeah for a second i um, thought it might have been her but but i was wrong
1: yeah and also uh joanna who's the older uh female alien uh was played by leslie Parrish, who was lieutenant palamis Scotty's love interest in the uh, Star Trek episode Who Mourns for Adonaius with Apollo.
3: Oh, I thought I thought she looked familiar. Okay, there we go. Mm-hmm.
1: This is what I do. I look for Star Trek tie-ins on these shows. <laughs> well,
3: besides the writers, I mean, that's already a big tie-in right there. Most of the writers were from Star Trek. So, Actually, not that many. Really? I um, thought it was more. Uh, I know at least three, but okay.
0: Well, I'm just looking um, some of these people up who wrote the collectors. MacGyver. Oh, this this these people wrote some right stuff. Is this James Schmerer. That's not how you pronounce his name. Um, he wrote MacGyver and the Fall Guy and T.J. Hooker and Chips. And
3: well, there's your Star Trek tie-in, T.J. Hooker. Yeah, hey. and
0: Star and <laughs> Hutch and Logan's Run and Tales of the Unexpected and the Six Million Dollar Man. There's some and Star Trek: The Animated Series, The Survivor.
3: See, that's what I thought. There you go.
0: It's canon. It it happened. (laughs)
3: Yeah, it is canon now. All the animated
0: series. (laughs) Yeah. So that that happened. So so they meet aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Logan goes.
2: Logan goes from thinking that nothing exists on the entire planet outside of the city of domes to two days later learning that not only does stuff exist outside, not only can you survive outside, not only are there other people outside, but there are people on
0: other goddamn planets! Who are getting ready to invade Earth. This will not give Logan a single sleepless night. Mm. Nope, Nope, not a one.
3: (laughs) Well, I I was more concerned with the fact that they're messing with their heads pretty much most of the episode, and they're like, (laughs) meh.
0: Oh, that's right,
1: this is the one where... They have the, the the whole bunch of it's it's like the menagerie. It's like the cage. The the Star Trek pilot cage. Kind of sorta. Yeah. yeah, they got a little,
2: they got they got a little zoo going on.
1: That's right, and the, and Rem goes into the the, the area because uh sorry I I watched all of these. I had these already. Uh, I finished watching them uh, like a month ago. Um, so <clears> now yeah. I'm kind of going back. That's right. Rem goes into the the uh, the the place where the atmosphere isn't really good for people, and there's. Two aliens in there, and and uh, he promises to help them or some shit. It's it's yeah. It's a this was a hot mess and a half.
0: Mm. <laughs> I'm skipping up. Sorry. Okay, go
1: ahead. Yeah, there's yeah. really not much to say about this one other than it was silly and mm-hmm. Angela Cartwright was
3: hot and, as hell. And it's gonna get even sillier, folks. Just wait. <laughs> oh
0: yeah. Episode three. Capture. James Borden, a hunter, captures Logan, Jessica, Ram, and Francis. After Francis captures three runners. This is getting complicated, like a really big mm. maths problem. And then, Borden decides to free Logan. <laughs> so you've got no people. Then you capture Logan, Jessica, and Rem, and Francis. But Francis has three people prisoner with him. How many people have you got prisoner then? <laughs> and then, what if you let Francis and Logan go? And then it's yeah. See, it's, I originally- it's the deadliest game. Yeah. It's just the deadliest well, game.
3: When I first saw it, I was like, I thought James was another Sandman, and I'm like, nope, uh, no, he's not. He's something else.
2: He just likes killing folk and taking their onks.
3: Yeah.
0: Can yeah I, he knows
2: what runners are, and he keeps killing them.
0: I would like a Sandman top, like the, the outfit. If I yeah, could get gonna... a shirt like that, I would wear it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've added that to my list of... of Sci-fi clothing. I will. I would still also like the jacket he wears in The Prisoner. That's that's on the list. But also now the Logan's Run. uh, I want a Starfleet uniform
2: jacket, with the grey shoulders and the black jacket. That's what I want.
0: Do you know what puts me off? That's a bit obvious for what I'm going for. I I want you to have seen Logan's Run, the TV series, to get this top. I I want the nine people in the world. <laughs> that
3: and four of them are right here.
0: I'm gonna say <laughs> And there's Alison who had to watch a couple with me and so that's that's at least five of us. The other three mm. people uh <laughs> So that's if I ever meet Gregory Harrison and Donald Moffat <laughs> and Heather Menzies. Eric. I doubt that I write to watch them all back. Uh so that's someone anyway, so I realized that. one I- thing I would like Carry on.
1: Uh, one thing I'd like to to compliment the show about, and I, I don't know that it's necessarily noteworthy, because you know maybe it was a matter of uh, a factor of the time or something, but like uh, the hunter's wife, Irene. Um. My my one note about her is milftastic. tastic. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know today there's that that common. Common knowledge or whatever, the the Hollywood thing that, you know, once once an actress hits about 26, she's done uh, for anything other than being (laughs) like, you know, the best friend or the mom or something like that. And this show had a lot of very attractive older women in it. Uh, And they were not just eye candy. I mean, she was, you know, granted that she, you know, she died to further the plot or whatever, but she was not just there to be pretty she was every bit as dangerous as her husband was and well I think that's- they had a
3: good reason for that to show people over the you know, age were still around i mean that's probably part of the reason why they had older actresses on the show and older actors
1: hmm.
3: um, probably not the old reason but that was a good part of it
1: yeah, and I and I looked her up. I forget the actress's name; it's really not important. But she was she was in a lot of '70s horror films and 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 stuff. She was kind of a scream queen at the time. And
0: Babylon Five.
1: She was on Babylon
0: Five. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, okay. In 1990, you know, I
1: rem- I remember seeing that, but I I don't think I think she was like a smaller part or something. She didn't really stand out. But uh, but yeah, I I I liked for the most part the casting, except for. Uh, you know Heather Menzies, which I don't know if it's her fault or if that's just the way she was directed to be uh, or written to
3: be. It might have been a mixture of both. I'm not sure. Mm. But, but again, I, I mean, uh, when do we get through all the episodes, I'll get into my rant, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
0: Episode four. But this was,
1: this was one episode where she was just particularly useless, but yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Episode four, The Innocent. Logan, Jessica, and Rem encounter a young woman named Lisa, whose parents left her alone with two robots for company. Well, Lisa has a crush on Logan, where she plans to get rid of Jessica so she can have Logan for herself.
3: This is and where I started has... rolling my eyes. It's
1: I just fell asleep up. halfway through this one and didn't bother going back. <laughs> <laughs> Written by DC Fontana. Yeah, it's Charlie X just with a
2: girl instead of a boy. Mm-hmm. Mm. The, the adversary listed for this episode is stalker girl.
0: Yeah. they can be frightening, you know, they really can. I have nothing to say about this episode. <laughs>
2: yeah. I, I found it very unremarkable.
0: Yeah. <laughs> episode four. Well,
1: one, one thing. Well, there is one thing that's, that's Go. remarkable is that Jessica drives the car in this one. So she finally does something.
0: Dude, I bet she crashes it though. Doesn't she? <laughs> no, you're thi- you're thinking of Deanna Troy twice. No. That's true. That's true.
1: I, I will I also have to say that when I was watching this I was like, "Oh, here's another one of those, you know, 50, 60, 70s, 35-year-old girl playing a 19-year-old, but she was 21 in this episode." Okay. Uh, yeah, which surprised me.
0: Um, episode 5 Man Out of Time. Not a bad idea. David Eakins, a scientist, time travels 200 years into the future, where he encounters Logan, Jessica, and Rem, where he plans to change history and prevent the nuclear war. Does he you know make... who wrote this? Uh, I
3: actually kind of like this one.
0: Noah Wood and William F. Nolan. Yep. Noah Wood is a
1: pseudonym for uh, David Gerald. Uh,
3: David Gerald, yeah. And I actually like this one, probably partially because he wrote it, but.
1: Well, the reason he changed his name is because they
0: fucked with it so much he got pissed oh, off.
3: Oh, okay, so that might be why it was actually better. Oh, uh, sorry, David. Um, Surely she-
0: the scientist guy traveled 200 years into the past to change the history. You can't yes. travel into the future and change history. Can you? Can no, you
1: no, he, no he, was, he was traveling into the future to find out what happened.
4: Yeah.
2: And then he went back. He, mm-hmm. he, he wanted to travel ahead to learn the future so he could go back to his own time and use that knowledge. Right, mm-hmm. I'm with you. I'm with you.
1: And then we got the Twilight Zone plot twist of, by doing that, he made it happen.
0: Dope.
2: And and Logan and company, again, lose not one night of sleep over the fact that they just learned <laughs> time travel is real.
3: Mm. That, and they, they now, well, that and they know that a nuclear war happened. I mean...
1: The, <sighs> well, I loved how like they're like, okay, if he goes back, we could cease to exist. Eh, I'm still here. Are you still here? Yeah, I'm still here. We're still here. Okay, I guess he didn't work. <laughs> like, really?
3: Well, um, as we know from other sci-fi shows, it would be an alternate timeline, but
1: uh, yeah. anyway. Well, that, that's, a, that, the, the,
3: that's
1: a rabbit <laughs> hole we don't want to go good... <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> but this is definitely one of the better episodes. I do. Yes. I like this one.
3: Yeah. This one wasn't so bad.
0: I thought
2: dramatically it worked well.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay
1: but- I, I liked the, the the fact that the you know we had the the, the it, it was kind of a, a you well, know, all right, how about a whole sentence, Rick? How they found the village that was built on the the the, the, the scientific outpost that this guy was looking for, and mm-hmm. they had all the words for it, but no but everybody was idiots, and they didn't know what they were doing. Um, it was a little Star Trek-y, kind of, but it, it, I, I liked it. Yeah, it was good. I no, brought that, absolutely nothing to this conversation. I apologize. The,
2: <laughs> the redeeming factor for me in this episode was that they they tried to give some backstory to the series itself.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: They tried yeah. to flesh out, how did we get here? They tried to add to the mythology a little bit, and and I, that I really got excited about that. Unfortunately, I believe that's the last that we see of anything that tries to uh, do any universe building.
3: Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Well, if they had continued the series, they probably could have, but yeah, that didn't happen.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, this was very much a thing back then of, uh, there, w- there was Logan's run. There was fantastic journey where uh, a, a family is on a boat and they, go into this strange mist and then suddenly they keep finding alternate realities or different worlds or something. Kind of the sliders trope. There was also that wonderful Canadian show, the star lost, which if you mentioned it to Kennedy, he starts quivering and, and oh,
4: goodness.
1: <laughs> <laughs> where you've got a uh, Dulia who was in a uh, uh, 2001 uh, space odyssey with a magnificent porn stash mustache, not, stash of porn um (laughs) and he's he's on this spaceship that was the last remnants of earth and it has all these different environments on it and so he's you know it's miles long and he's traveling from pod to pod and encountering different civilizations in each one this was this was a thing back then (laughs) uh it, it 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 i think this show had great intentions but it suffers from A lack of imagination on the part of studio execs and networks on how to deal with science fiction. It's almost like, it's almost kind of like a Planet of the Apes sort of mentality where you had this wonderful uh, explosion of science fiction in the 50s and 60s, and then you get to the 70s and it was all like, "Hmm, no, we can't do that anymore. This is how it's got to be. Uh, And I think Logan's Run really suffered from that. Yeah, this
2: entire series, it's a collection of. You have a framework for what the story could be. They escape their city and they're looking for a sanctuary. Mm-hmm. That's that's what they're there for. And we get virtually no advancement on their search for sanctuary. What we get is a collection of all the standard science fiction plots that you expect from television in those days. You get the alien zookeepers, and you get you know a kidnapping. You get a lonely girl. Um, and every episode you get to, you can see, oh, this is this basic story that they've redressed in this way, and they're putting it on top of these characters who are looking for something else entirely. It, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't seem to match up. the The creators wanted to tell the story of Logan's Run, the, their search for sanctuary, but they weren't allowed to do that. They were forced to tell the same old stories that they've been telling. Mm-hmm. They were utterly predictable. And um, and I know this was much more the uh, the norm back then, which is at the end of the episode, reset button, and this will have no bearing on any future episodes.
1: Yeah. So, Half Life.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Luke and Jessica and Ram are attacked <laughs> by two bands of duplicate humans with vastly different temperaments. One group okay. is kind and gentle, while the other is violent and vicious. Jessica is in a transporter accident and split into two halves for herself. <laughs> one happy and the other one with a scar on her face. And, uh, she
3: became the the mirror universe, Jessica. Yeah. As I took it as.
0: That's, that's what happened. I would
2: have given any amount of money if they had given her a goatee for her evil version. <laughs> <laughs> Antagonist list, Jekyll and Hyde community is what I called this one.
4: Hmm. That
0: may have gone some way to uh, making Jessica more interesting for at least a bit of an episode. But uh, unfortunately, I have to confess, I think I slept through this one.
1: Well, we had a couple of interesting guest stars in this one. Uh, The guy that played Patron was driving me nuts because I I was like, this dude is familiar, but I can't place him. He was Conan's father in the Arnold Schwarzenegger, Conan the Barbarian.
3: Mm. And he's on screen for all of like a minute. But. Yeah,
1: but still he he's got the Riddle of Steel. He gives us the Riddle of Steel. Mm-hmm. Um also that's the one with Kim Cattrall. Mm-hmm. Uh who I didn't recognize because uh, I you know she was like 18, 19 something like that. Mm-hmm. Um and much better a, a much better actor at this point than I think she was later on. I don't I've never been a fan of Kim Cattrall. I thought she was the worst part of Big Trouble in Little China, and I really didn't care for her. Per- well, actually, as Valera, she wasn't bad because she didn't have to emote. Yeah.
3: Uh, actually, Sex and the City, she was phenomenal, but I don't think you will watch that. I think I'm the only person. I tried who to make that. it. I,
1: I watched one episode and and was bored halfway through.
0: She I was I the best yeah. part
3: of the show. I have to say. I
0: <laughs> I have seen all of Sex and the City. There you go. Yeah. There you go, I've seen all of it. It might have been the result of it being watched by a girl who always had weed once. <laughs> 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 that, that the, this, episode, yeah.
1: this episode suffered from what a, was was kind of the the worst, I think, example of what a lot of these were, which was you had about maybe 15 minutes of episode and then they padded it out with huge, long sequences of throwing switches and pushing buttons and playing
2: sound effects.
3: Well, they did that in oh. Star Trek, too.
2: <laughs> mm. Nowhere near this bad. Oh, yeah. Mm. This was taken to the nth degree. The, the special effects sequence of Jessica separating and being reintegrated was ponderous, man. That took forever. We get mm. the same thing in, um, in oh, hold on a second, it's um, episode 10. Where Jessica's having a dream and someone is coming after her, and we get that shot of her turning around in the hallway and running the other way oh, yeah. six times. <laughs> they don't uh, cut it yeah. any shorter. They don't speed it up at all. It's in slow motion. And we see her run down that long ass hallway six times in that dream sequence for no reason.
3: I didn't keep count. I think that's about when I turned it off.
2: But at, <laughs> but at least <laughs> I think this series should have been a half hour show. Yeah, yeah,
0: I think you right.
1: yeah. I think it would it would have been a lot better that way because most of the... But that seems to be a running theme we're seeing in a lot of these 70s and 60s and 70s shows where the stories really... There's only half an hour of, of story there, but they're forced to pad it out to be an hour-long show. Uh, and this, this episode really, really suffers from that. Mm-hmm. Um, although this episode also really shows how uh, the Star Trek... Sound effects got recycled in the
0: Logan mm, yeah, <laughs>
3: Yes, yes.
0: But if nothing else, if if we hadn't watched this, I would never have clicked on William Smith on IMDb, who was the guy who played Patron, and of course Conan's dad. Yeah. And I would never have seen that he was in a film called Rock and Roll Cots Two: The Adventure Begins. And I would never <laughs> have clicked on that and read the synopsis of. Detective Jake Blade and his partner Bonzarelli, are rock and roll cops from the Boogie Woogie division who beat up and sexually harass everyone they encounter while chasing down Mr. Big and scoring drugs for their police commissioner.
3: Well, it's worse is that there's a rock and roll cops one, apparently. Yes,
0: and and now I need to see this film so much.
2: Please tell me that the description actually said... From the boogie woogie division.
0: It does, I read that. There's a link in the Skype chat. You can click on the page. I read that word for word. Oh my god. Oh,
2: I'm going to add that to my viewing list right after Samurai Cop and Samurai Cop 2 Deadly Vengeance.
0: We have Rock and Roll Cops, hang on, what is this? Rock and Roll Cops Light. Rock and Roll Cops Light is the PG version of Rock and Roll Cops. Gone is the nudity that some people may find offensive. Remaining is <laughs> so all of the a- action and adventure. So violence is it's okay, just so the boobs. Hang on, what no. is there a Rock and Roll Cops 1 then? is that?
3: Apparently. If there was a Rock and Roll Cops 2, uh, there yeah. had to have been a 1. <laughs>
0: it makes sense, doesn't it? Oh, anyway, okay. So episode the next of- episode.
3: Seven.
0: <laughs> this is our next
2: episode of Movies You Should See. <laughs> <laughs> crypt written by harlan yes. ellison yes harlan cool. ellison and you can tell you can tell by watching yeah. this episode yeah yeah and this was a good one this that, was a good one i like this one
3: this was another nuclear holocaust one and uh, it made sense to me i actually uh because i've actually read a few books and whatnot uh, who deal with people who have been frozen because they don't have a cure for a certain uh, sickness or whatever—I've seen that a lot. It is just kind of a trope at this point in sci-fi, but it works.
1: Well, it was kind of new when they did this, though. It was true, you know, cryogenics true. was a was a, a a new thing, you know, or at least at the time they thought that it could actually work. Um, mm-hmm. You know, now it's the thing. You know, it's a like the stuff of Futurama, <laughs> where mm-hmm. it's a joke more than anything else. But uh, you know, our intrepid trio finds stumbles into a a lab where they accidentally unfreeze what six, six people
0: mm-hmm.
1: but there's a serum that's going to save their lives but they the, there's an earthquake and they drop it and and so now there's only enough for 3 and uh but they've already woken them up or some shit and and so then murders begin
3: mm-hmm.
1: no i like this one i thought it was fun um mm-hmm. I liked how it ended. I liked that they didn't, they didn't do what you expected them to do, which was either you know, kick the 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 girl who ended up being the murderer. Of course, was the you know the the cute
2: one that was trying to yeah. Um, yet yet another fangirl for Logan.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know he is hot. <laughs> um, there was another Star Trek alum in this episode. The guy that played Lyman, the the older scientist, played Parman. Mm-hmm. Uh, In the episode, uh, I'm blanking on the name. What's wrong with me? Um, The one where they find the ancient Greeks who have telekinesis. uh, And uh, Parmen is the leader of that one.
3: Oh, him. Oh, oh, Plato's stepchildren.
1: Plato's stepchildren. Yeah, the the interracial
3: (laughs) kiss, as everyone knows. Yes. The interracial kiss episode.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. There's I don't this was a good episode, I think. Uh, I don't know that it really needed to have the insertion of Logan and the gang. It it would have worked just as well as in. It, well, I guess that's kind of you could say that about most of these episodes. They don't th- there's no real connection to the through line of Logan's run. It's just they stumble on this situation and they suddenly and they're now they're inserted into these people's drama where they didn't really need to be, and when they leave,
2: nobody's any different. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's an anomaly that uh, you, you could remove Logan and Jessica and REM and replace them with uh, you know three original characters, uh, add a little bit to the script and make it, uh, and just make it a standalone film
1: or you could have had no external com- you know no one out there so you know an, an something goes wrong the computer wakes them up and they 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 find the box with six vials but three of them have been broken because of a, mm-hmm. an earthquake that happened 200 years ago and it still would have it would have been the same mm-hmm. um, but i think everybody does a great job in this it's it's you know, it's obviously trying to be a whodunit sort of thing, and and
3: uh, yeah, it was a murder mystery kind of sort of in its own way, and I liked it. Yeah, because it was the one as it tends to usually be. It's always the one you least expect to have done. <laughs> you know, was like, what? The cute chick? Oh, what the hell?
2: Yeah, exactly who I expected it to be. Yeah,
0: it's always the cute chick.
3: <laughs> it's always the silent ones that are the most terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now um, dun, dun, dun. okay now I, episode
2: eight i will admit i don't remember much about this next episode
0: Th- this is the one where they find a house in southern california isn't it uh that's just outside the studio and very cheap to film in. <laughs> yeah Yep.
2: Yeah, that, that's right and they're trying to suppress emotions which is why i describe the antagonist in this episode as the movie equilibrium
0: yeah basically <laughs> um
3: well, again, THX-1138, which is very similar. Uh, it, it, Equilibrium was largely based off of that in Brazil and a few other films. But uh, yeah, it, it pretty much, except in this case, they're trying to make an army with with no emotion, not just well, and, forcers, so to speak.
1: And this is another one. This is one thing that did bug me uh, in that they kept repeating the every, almost all of the one, the groups they found, <clears throat> even if you get over the fact that you know, within miles of each other, they keep finding these completely isolated, uh, totally insular civilizations. Uh they're almost always all led by one charismatic male.
3: The governor. Oh I'm oh, sorry.
1: And, and, yeah. anyway. <laughs> and that seems to be the, the the thing is once we take him out then we can be we can progress and that was this one was that to the nth degree because you've got his his right-hand man isn't entirely sure that what they're doing is right but he must follow you know obey his his friend and mentor and blah 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 and then as soon as he he eats a bullet and oh now everything's fine <laughs> we'll we'll be good from now on bye bye thanks for showing us the way
2: yeah, we'll see that again at least once, if not multiple times in the remaining what, six episodes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Y-
1: you know, it's OK, let me let me just say, based on what Rich said at the beginning of this episode, I know this show is terrible. <laughs> but when I was done <laughs> watching it, I found myself missing it. And really? I not I can't put my finger on what it was about it. And you know, part of it is probably nostalgia because I know I watched this show as a kid. Uh, but like I said, I can't remember any single episode. Like when we, when we watched Space 1999, there were certain episodes that I remembered watching as a kid. Um, this show, I know I watched it. I know I loved it. I know I looked forward to it every week. Couldn't remember a single damn thing. But when I finally ran out of episodes, when I watched the last one, I I found myself really wishing there was more, mm. and I I can't I can't I think maybe it's the it it was it can't be it can't be Heather Menzies because she I mean anybody could have played that role a mannequin could have played that role <laughs> mm-hmm. she almost um,
3: was a mannequin
1: <laughs> yeah and and I, I mean, you know we're we're being awful harsh on her and I'm sure she really doesn't care <laughs> mm. but uh, I you know I don't know that it was like I said I don't know it was her fault it may just be the way the character was written and directed but i think i think rem is really the reason i missed this show i really enjoyed his his well, rem uh, and
3: logan i actually like logan too to just not as much as rem i agree i liked rem a whole lot he was pretty cool i would
2: have so, been in support of a rem spinoff
3: yeah <laughs> that it, it was been so cool. great, It's kind of like the outsider looking in again probably cuz i love data so much and since we now know the, the ties between the two i mean it's I love him even more now that I think about it. Um, you know what we
1: haven't mentioned yet at this point?
3: What? Pew, pew, pew!
0: Uh. Pew, pew, pew! Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. the, the worst thing in television theme tune history ever.
4: <laughs> pew. Oh, a, hmm. please,
0: if at all possible,
2: please insert this sound effect to which we are referring into the show right
0: here. <laughs>
3: Well, they kind of spoofed it when they did Spaceballs for the theme for Spaceballs. They yeah. <laughs> that was on purpose, by the way.
1: <laughs> I really think that the the composer for the theme song was stuck in traffic behind an ambulance one night and went, that'll make a great theme
0: song. It's the only explanation, isn't it? Because yeah.
1: <sighs> the rest of the music is totally generic 70s uh, TV show.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't be awful if it if it weren't for that bit. Well, it would be unremarkable,
1: yeah. But yeah, it wouldn't be awful. You're right. I, but I there's I've, that. Beow, beow, beow. Oh man, it just cuts the, through your skull. And the DVD menu is that fucking sound. Ew. Oh. So if you're not in the room, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> just it just goes on and on and on.
2: the The first few notes of the melody I found reminiscent of. Um, uh, the theme for Stargate SG-1, which, you know, it, it always built built up my hopes a little bit, but then you get that pew, and... Uh,
4: <laughs>
2: I very quickly learned exactly how many swipes it would take on the VLC player <laughs> on my phone to get through the credit sequence and, and get right to the episode start.
3: Oh, oh, goodness gracious. Okay. I would just skip... After the first one, i just skip the intro every time
0: and the, the show spoils itself every week right oh yeah like that was, coming mm. this is what happens this week in 30 seconds and then watch it happen over half over an hour like but i know what happens like they, they're ghosts yeah. like whatever you said it in the the first three seconds space 1999 did that as well didn't it? that
1: that was a thing in the 70s and i think you know i'm i was i was watching it because folks if you don't know what we're talking about it used to be a thing at the during the opening credits of these shows they would show scenes from the show over uh, over uh during the opening credits just little snippets no audio just just scene and yeah sometimes it spoiled major plot points and i don't know why it didn't bother us then or maybe i just learned to to look away or something but yeah it it's annoying as uh, yeah We <laughs> yeah. were not
3: paying attention to that when we were kids i guess i so, don't you know
1: well it just it's the way it was so you didn't think of it hmm. um so how about, uh, what's what's uh, the Judas goat? We sort of talked about that a little bit already. That
3: was a guy who got the plastic surgery really to look like mm-hmm. when it, somebody Jessica knew. And-
1: yeah. Po- and this this was definitely a Star Trek writer, John Meredith Lucas. He wrote The Changeling, Patterns of Force, Alon of Troyes, and That Which Survives. Uh, he also directed uh, TUC. I, what does that mean, Rick? Um, the Ultimate Computer uh Enterprise Incident and a lot of he he directed a lot of Troyas as well. So he was definitely a Star Trek alum.
2: And I think this episode has the distinction of being the only time that we see an actual runner other than Jessica and Logan. Mm, yeah.
3: Is it because I didn't get to the end. I don't know. So <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, that. Yeah, the yeah, up. they 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 kill the runner and then they turn they they through switches and buttons and dials. Oh my, uh, Joseph Eight <laughs> is now the dead runner who knew Jessica uh, and uh, and they they hook up. I have no idea what this note means. Does anyone know when I wrote?
0: Mmm, a plate of goo. Did, did they eat a plate of goo at some point? Is my <laughs> I guess maybe
2: <laughs> they, they, they probably had goo. to eat (laughs) (laughs)
1: and uh, and I also wrote another idiot society rescued by one smart dude the provider Uh,
3: yeah (laughs) that seems to go along go on a lot in these type of shows
1: yeah Yeah.
0: well it's a classic Star Trek theme You, you know just one of those things
1: Anyone have anything really to say about this episode?
0: No, he was Spider Man, mm-hmm. but that that was it. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. That's why you know I didn't even think to look him up. But you're right, he was he was Spider Man and a phone
0: trap kid. Yep.
1: Nick Nicholas,
2: yeah. I can't remember his last name, but it was yeah, Nicholas. I
3: recognized yeah. him. I was like, that's a '70s Spider Man dude,
0: and not yeah. not good Spider Man. Just all that was for a while.
2: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's what it's what
1: we had. Yeah, <laughs> it was a guy trying to stay touching a wall while hanging from wires from the ceiling. <laughs>
0: This yeah. you see, I think if you weren't alive before the the Sam Raimi Spider Man, you'll never appreciate this. That 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 was really the best we had was this guy <laughs> doing doing his thing. I have a VHS in this room somewhere of those Spider Man. Uh, oh, things. I
3: watched all of them. I watched
0: all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I did and loved them because yeah, all we had, all <laughs> we had, we had no idea. And so when you saw the Sam Raimi Spider Man. And for the first time, it was, like, not crap. Uh, <laughs> it was just incredible. And, <laughs> God, there'll be... Pe- how long ago was that? Are the people who can drive now or something who weren't born when that came out? I don't know. <laughs> I'm old now. I watched uh-huh. it in... It, I was at college when it came out. Really? Okay. I was at I, university. I watched yeah. it. I
3: was, like, five years old watching this stuff. It was crazy.
0: Because we, we got... Someone turned up at the house with a hooky DVD of it right? I remember this happening. And we all sat, everyone lost their shit and, you know, <laughs> it it was great because everyone would come around our house to watch everything anyway because we made a point of, of getting the biggest TV we could get. So our our house was like the most social place you could go. Loads of people crammed into our living room watching Spider-Man. We watched it, blown away and just as soon as it finished I would just like, again? Yeah. Okay. And we just <laughs> put it on again sat there for hours watching well, Spider-Man yeah, over was, and was, over.
3: For those who don't know, there was a series of TV movies that came on in the 70s that was Spider-Man based in it, it. It was a TV series. I thought it was, it thought was, it was TV movies. I could
0: have sworn it was, it was. that too. No, okay. it was a series. It was, uh, was that Spider-Man it every week.
3: Was yeah. it both? Oh, okay. I remember specifically that it's been so long. It,
0: I, I think we could, it was just but, movies here.
3: Okay. I but think. anyway, uh, the guy who was Peter Parker in these Old seventies Spider mans was in episode nine.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And I recognized him right away. I was like ah! you know, but <laughs> that was about the only interesting thing in this episode was that he was in it <laughs> to me. <laughs> yeah.
0: mm-hmm.
3: Anyway, episode ten, this is where I stopped, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> Logan and Future Jessica. Past. Logan and Jessica kidnapped by a woman again who does something <laughs> like a dream analyzer on them again. Is slogan back story in the story. of this City. episode is
1: totally irrelevant. The only thing that's worthwhile in this episode is the interactions between Marriott Hartley and uh, and Rem. Yes. Uh,
0: what's his name? I I'm Donald gar- Moffat.
1: Donald Moffat. Yeah, Donald Moffat.
0: Um <clears throat> Yeah, the robots fall in love, don't they?
1: Mm-hmm. But
2: what is love? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then I s- I
2: don't know what it is, but every time we get close to each other, sparks start coming off me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah it was, uh, I started rolling my eyes so bad in this one. I just I couldn't watch anymore. I was done. Unfortunately, sorry guys, I tried.
0: No, yeah, I. The, s- the, I the
1: dream sequences explore Jessica's mommy issues, and and uh, but of course they're like if you wake them up before they're done with their dreams, they'll die. And Francis is closing in, and and yeah, it's kind of stupid.
0: Kind of like episode eleven carousel. He goes back. He goes back again. It's like you are sh- so shit at running away from this place, it is unbelievable. <laughs> but you well, get hit by the. He gets hit by the dart and gets the amnesia, loses his memory as no, Francis arrives.
3: Uh, that seems to be a trope. Sci-fi like, too.
0: as he arrives, th- this is the timing and the chances of this are just ludicrous, just just insane. He would have just wandered around for weeks and died in the woods. Sure.
2: <laughs> and especially the, the convenience of how he loses his memory. Apparently, they come upon another group of people who live underground or some shit, and when they're discovered, they knock Logan unconscious with a dart that erases his memory and send him away. Erases his
1: memory for a year. It, right. right so the last, gets rid of the last year. Mm-hmm. So he suddenly away. thinks he's a Sandman again.
2: Now, when Jessica and Rem find these same people, they convince these folks, no, no, don't erase our memory. We're not here to hurt you. We'll just keep on moving on. Where's our friend? Oh, you erased his memory and sent him away? Well, we're going to have to go find him. And then they leave. And we never see that hidden society of xenophobes again. Mm. We don't know who they are. We see one guy, and he says, oh, we erased a year of his memory and sent him away. Okay, goodbye. And that's it. <laughs> Oh no, really? <laughs> All we have of them. <laughs> uh, there, I, there's no reason why they couldn't have just had Logan fall down, hit his head on a rock, and forget the last year of his life. There is no difference.
1: Absolutely. I I, I, I knew you were watching this episode this afternoon, Rich. When you when you tweeted or, or posted on uh, uh, on Slack, you said uh, he's quite the ladies' man. Is yeah. Probably the best reason ever to sleep with somebody.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking for that quote now, and it's now that
3: now that explains why I didn't recognize what the hell you were talking about (laughs) because I didn't see this episode. Okay,
0: right, yeah, it's it's not the the conversation is mentioned in the quote section on IMDb, but it doesn't go far enough. Because you've got Rem's other quote, which is gold in that that conversation of, well, if it isn't more easily done with a friend, then this human activity doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> I know. I know it makes and no sense. Seduce Logan. Yeah, I know. All of a sense, sudden, she
1: but... she's been trying to seduce him ever since they met, and now that that it's going to help the plot, she doesn't want to do it.
0: And and yeah, in convincing her, I hear he's quite the ladies' man. What? So he's he's probably got chlamydia then. <laughs> That's that is not a you know that is not a good thing. They'd all have chlamydia in a society under thirty. Like that, well, and, and it would I, be I, rife.
1: It, it would be presumed, I suppose, that there are no more STDs at this point.
0: Uh, I mean, got this a close society. Th- this is the other thing we have to address: the idea of a society where no one is older than thirty is a fucking nightmare that that is that is just insane if you tell me you had a society where everyone is at least 30 then we might get on with something you know um it came it actually caused me to come to the conclusion that we each only have about 20 years of useful not being a dick life like everything up until 30 you're just such a dick because you don't you don't know anything at least towards the end of your 20s you sort of mature to the point where you realize that you don't know anything. Then you've got sort of like 30 to 55, maybe 60, where you, you're all right. And then after that, you, you're just old and out of date, and the young people well, are just Well, you're old for you and you die. just don't give a fuck what anybody yeah. thinks. <laughs> yeah. You well, here's the You just sit here's there the saying outrageous with... stuff for shits and giggles. That's, mm. that's what you do. And so Here, you've only got.
3: <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: I was just saying, so you've only got this, this short window in your life of not being a dick. So <laughs> that's, I realize this thanks to Logan's run. It made me a bigger well, person. Well,
1: the, I think the problem with this whole thing, with carrying Logan's run beyond just the initial movie or, or, you know, it's based on a book that someday I, I want to read, uh, is you can only take an allegory so far.
0: That is very and, true.
1: And that's what this is. You know, it, it most stories of this nature break down if you study them too if you try to take them it too far into reality you know what's what's driving the city how does the city, you know obviously the people in the city of domes which it was never called in the movie uh you know they're 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 useless they they don't do anything except wander around and procreate
2: uh well actually they don't even do that no, because they, they copulate mm-hmm. well yeah they copulate they, they don't procreate Uh, And how do you you manage that? How do you make sure that everyone is always on constant, 100% effective birth control and keep all the procreation to uh, laboratories?
1: Well, unless they're all sterilized at birth or something, you know, if if you're dealing with cloning and genetic modification and stuff, that's, that's not hard to deal with. But you know, what is the point of the city? These people produce nothing. They do nothing except enjoy life, except for the sandmen who go around and kill the people who decide, Hey, I'm not done yet. Uh, at least I, I, I have to say for the t- adding the, the Council of Elders in the TV series almost gives a little bit of uh, a purpose to the city.
3: Mm, a little bit.
1: I won't say it's a great idea, but uh, you know, like you're saying, what, you know, you don't know what you're doing in life until you hit your 30s, really, uh, And these people, even less so, at least in the movie. Because there's no need for them to do anything except wander around, you know. But then again, we don't really see what their day-to-day life is, other than
0: Logan's, which is killing people. Just um, being really annoying young people. That's yeah, how I imagine it. Probably like students. I was young <laughs> once, you know. I I was young and had fun and did silly things and was loud. Now I'm not. I'm um, I'm I'm just old now. <laughs> So night visitors. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I don't want to talk about this episode.
3: Okay, skip. (laughs) (laughs) Ghosts. uh,
0: Ghosts. ghosts.
1: They worship the devil. It it is such a seventies horror movie trope. It's like all. I almost expected Torgo from Manos, hand of hands yeah. of fate, to show up.
0: These <laughs> people have been dead for ten years. So yeah, oh, come on. Yeah, it was. I I enjoyed it. It was one of the better ones. Yeah. <laughs> Episode thirteen, turnabout. Runners Turn account. Oh, is this the one where they meet uh, Islamic State? Yes, it oh, is. Oh yes, basically, yes. Basically. Oh, they're out of Francis order on become- here.
2: Francis becomes a frenemy, and um, uh, one or both of them end up having a sword fight with Major Dad. Anyone who gets oh, that reference is my friend.
3: I do. <laughs> but we're almost genetically related, Scott, so.
2: <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
1: <laughs> my my one note on this one is worst sword fight ever.
3: Oh, really? Oh, yeah. oh, no. I'll have to watch that, because I, I haven't seen this one.
1: Now, and then, there, there, you know
2: there were times that the fight choreography on the show was kind of impressive for 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 its time it was better than I expected it wasn't was just one of them. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. just haymaker haymaker you know yeah. push him across the room another haymaker it was not a William Shatner Kirk fight there were actually some moves that they tried to put in every once in a while this and <laughs> <dun,
4: Yep. laughs> <laughs>
0: And but then, how did Randy have the any idea what a sword was? Yeah, let's, let's you know. Th- there you go. Um,
1: yeah, maybe Sandmen were trained in hand to hand combat. No, they uh, were, uh, yeah, weren't, no, they were. <laughs> <laughs> I <don't> think so. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, you have that wonderful, and we we encountered this on uh, on the seventh Chevron with the with one of the uh, the Stargate episodes the earlier ones um instant equality as soon as the episode was came to an end mm-hmm. uh, you know you've got decades of tradition but these strangers come in and defeat one guy and all of a sudden everything's all better and and we have a utopian society
0: yay mate we just need to find this one guy <laughs>
4: yeah
1: it's Stitching.
0: tricky over here when yours is donald <laughs> trump we we don't know who it is <laughs> Oh, no. Well, oh, right really? now
1: Trump has no power other than just being a blowhard. I that, think it's Dick Cheney. True. I think he's the he. Oh, but
3: he has money. He has money, and that and money yeah. equates to power in, it in many yeah. cases.
0: And bad hair. And bad <laughs> hair. We just yeah. have conservatives. That's that's what we have. And, and if and, you're
1: listening to this episode yeah. 50 years from now, I'm sure Emperor Trump is someone you know who we're talking <laughs> about. But uh, <laughs>
0: And I didn't want us to leave Europe. I, I d- that's going to happen. Oh, I don't want that. Sorry, everyone in the future of Great Britain. They, <laughs> as long as we're apologizing to the future, I wanted to just get that one in. <laughs> that's a big one here right now. Um, is there another... Uh, there's one more. Yeah. episode. They're actually weirdly out of order. The last two episodes are the other way around on iTunes. Well,
3: yeah. it's probably because they didn't. Uh,
1: they air, were never
0: aired, so it doesn't matter. I'm looking no no series at the insert finale, from the there's DVD. No yeah,
1: okay. they, they didn't know they were
2: canceled. Yeah, there, there's no resolution.
0: They didn't well, know they also, were canceled? Because well, the only then, way I never told them, so, the, the only know, way I so. I gathered that the last few episodes were made were with full knowledge that they'd been cancelled <laughs> and that no one would ever oh. see those episodes. <laughs> I that honestly, it's like why else would you make that ghost one if you thought was that really you actually all going to work to do a real Jesus? I thought you were just like fulfilling a contract or something. <laughs> wow. Um,
1: oh, that's right. This is the one where Rem is being slowly disassembled, and he really doesn't seem to give a shit. Yeah. Okay.
2: Not only that, It doesn't even slow him down. He's still building shit with one arm.
1: Yeah. Mm. It, it, it's, and, it's another Aliens episode. Yeah, yeah, aliens my are favorite getting more, ready. More just,
2: fucking aliens. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm so glad I stopped at episode 10 then, because this is turning out to be wow.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This. My
1: favorite thing from this episode is towards the end where they're just, let's just fuck with all the switches until things start melting. Oh my god. <laughs> that's how
0: I that's how I work. Just press yeah, the, what's the worst that can happen? It's probably not got <laughs> you know, like most machines do not have a make me explode button on them, so just push them all. Be right. That's always what I think. Yeah. They
2: they definitely yeah. tech the tech in this episode to oh, to, to you know, reach their resolution.
1: You know, I love Mission Log so much. It is my favorite non-simply syndicated podcast, but I have come so close so many times to writing them an email saying, you know what? There are a few of us that love this techno babble on Star Trek. And when you just say tech, the tech, it bugs the shit out of Yeah. They say that a lot. <laughs> yeah. It makes it sound like that. It, it's it, it, it doesn't matter. And one of the things I love about Star Trek is their at least hand-waving attempts to stay scientific And uh, so, but yeah, in this one it definitely applies.
2: (laughs) So they Uh, they defeat those aliens and then they leave and we have to assume that the next day they found Sanctuary and lived happily ever after.
0: Yeah, I think that's what happened.
1: (laughs) The thing that's bothered me the most about the whole series is you would think that after maybe their third encounter with a group and they're getting... In theory, <laughs> you know, hundreds of miles away from the city, which obviously they're not because they keep popping back anytime they want. I guess they're going in a big circle around the city. Um, you would think they twigged to the fact that there is no sanctuary. And but, I think it was halfway through the series where they're like, oh, we're looking for sanctuary. And I was like, really? Still? Why?
2: Um, and why but. do you say it as though these people who are obviously not from the city of domes are going to have any idea what you're talking about? You're mm-hmm. going to have a much better chance if you hold up the Ankh and say,
0: have you ever seen this? Mm, maybe. The 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 Ankh thing angered Allison. It's, seemed, in, it's, in the, to...
3: it's in the movie. It's in the movie. Yeah. Um, so that's where they got it from.
1: Actually, you know, I got... I. One of the reasons I knew that I remembered this show is uh, I loved the Ankh. And for years, I wore an Ankh. I haven't worn it, and I still have it somewhere. Uh, I wore Ankhs for years.
3: Me too. Uh, Not because of Logan and, Drunk. <coughs> well, was that's where go, I saw it. That, That's where it I found work? out
1: about it. And then I did research, you know, back before the internet, where we actually had to go and look shit up. <laughs> was that at uh, the
0: disco you wore or that? <laughs> <laughs> <or was> your- <laughs> Jen, you, uh, you were because chest. of Neil
2: Gaiman's death, didn't you? <laughs> yes, what?
3: actually. Yes, this is yes.
1: Neil
2: Gaiman's it. what?
3: <laughs> okay, Neil Gaiman's Sandman comic books. Oh, okay. had a lot of characters, and one of them was Death, who was essentially a teenage girl who was the personification of Death itself.
0: Oh, okay that could be and any
3: she were oh, also
2: also mm. the personification of goth
3: well that too yeah is
2: there a difference <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> there is but anyway
1: but yeah Moving this is on. where I, I learned about the onk, and and uh and I think in in like junior high or something i I finally looked it up and found the actual correct spelling um I saw ever, what the was and
0: stuff. Hmm? Have you ever approached a woman in a bar and asked her what her sign is? No. Okay, just. I've never check.
1: approached a woman in a bar. I've <laughs> never been that dude. <laughs>
0: just checking. You and me, Rick. <laughs> hey, baby, what's is it, your sign? And then can
2: can, can I? Can I run through some of the questions that I jotted down while going through this series that did make please, sense please to you? Please
0: go because we've got nothing left on individual episodes here. I think we this. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's
2: the movie, but
3: well, okay, go ahead.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and and I I don't know about anyone else. I'm probably gonna have to start heading out pretty soon. Yeah, I, these, I have yeah.
0: to eat and stuff. There's biological functions going on here.
2: Mm. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, these are things that I couldn't uh, uh, that, that I couldn't justify. Um, first, it takes them way too short a time to get back to the city anytime they want. Uh, second, how has no one that they meet ever seen nor heard of the Dome City? It's not well, like it's do. small.
1: Some have. It's,
2: it's a pretty big city, and most people have never heard of it. Um, with all these uh, surviving groups and communities and civilizations that they come across, how is it that they haven't heard of each other and started reforming an actual society? It's all just okay. little communities, and that's all you get. Because most of these bunches are idiots run by one dude. Exactly. <laughs> Um, Okay, so in the first episode, Francis is called in by the council of old guys to go out and find Logan. He is told, yes, outside exists. Yes, you can live out there. No, we're not going to let anyone live out there. If you get Logan and bring him back and then we can kill him and squash this uh, rebellion thing, you can join our group of old guys in this room. And then we see an unending stream of Sandmen outside with Francis. How many Sandmen do these guys plan to promote? (laughs) <laughs> they don't have enough room in their little council chamber for all these Sandmen. Um, I already did the thing about how, uh, Logan and company never take any of the guns. They just keep one gun and throw the rest away. Um, well, I already think they covered got
1: two props. So. <laughs> right. Oh,
2: um, already covered. Um, why don't they just hold up the Ankh and ask people if they've seen it? Um, in all of the groups and communities that they meet throughout these 14 episodes, they never pick up any friends to join them. Many hands make light work, but it's always just the three of them. They never make friends. They never ask, hey, do you want to come with us? We're going to go look for some stuff. We could use, always use some more help. Maybe some help well, gathering only food.
1: like one other seat in the
2: car. So. <laughs> well, they can steal one of the other uh, land cars from the Sandman that they just leave lying around. And if they bring people with them, it'll make it easier to do things like find food, which we never see them do. How are
0: they surviving? How is how they is Logan how shaving? How is she shaving her legs? I think she'd <laughs> have legs like mine after a year. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> now, uh,
2: obviously, Logan knows how to build a fire. We don't know how. Does he know how to cook? Game that he has killed himself. Uh,
3: I, kept, I kept thinking of myself the whole time. Francis is really shitty at his job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can never seem to catch these people. He and finds them easily into, enough. <laughs> yeah, but then he yeah. suddenly turns like, oh, okay, well He can uh,
2: find them, but then he becomes the worst sandman ever.
3: Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> you think um, w- wait, what
1: if what if Francis and Logan are actually former lovers? And Francis doesn't wanna catch him. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't want to be seen
3: not
2: catching him. Well, you do have that scene in the movie where Francis seemed pretty eager for Logan to get into the hot tub with him. Yeah.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. I can I kind of got that impression too and I I think of especially since they again they have no care in the world and in the world of Logan's run they're probably bisexual too. Well, so,
2: not not Logan because in the movie as he's flipping through the channels of of uh uh free sex partners.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Where he gets it, a guy
1: it, and he goes
0: Nah. Yeah, the
2: transporter beams <laughs> someone into that little alcove and then mm-hmm. they can step out and you can totally bang. Oh, the, him. the shirtless first one's, the
3: shirtless guy with the red Yeah, the hand. first one's
2: a guy and he gives him that look and Logan's like, uh no.
1: <laughs> Which is hilarious because Michael York is gay.
3: Well, very much so, yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Michael York is gay? Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's very he's very out now. Um He came back out
3: in back in the early
1: eighties, I think. A- 80s, I think? Yeah, no, he like wasn't that. then, but yeah.
3: But yeah, as soon as yeah, it was pretty obvious. He, his gate—if you have a R of any imaginable, <laughs> whatever—yeah, it's very noticeable.
0: I I just thought he was really British, <laughs> <laughs> and that's, no, that's not. coming from me.
1: That's, I'm I'm glad to know that it's not just us. No.
0: <laughs> I, I just if any of those Americans had really said, said that,
2: it would have been it would have been incredibly insensitive for us to say it. But you're British,
0: so it's okay. Yeah, yeah, that's that's cool. It's called, no, but,
2: just, but you're not very British. N- no, I'm not. No. Can we make that shorthand on all simply syndicated shows instead of calling someone gay? We just call them very British. Very no, British.
0: no, no, no. <laughs> I cannot <laughs> be Devin. responsible for that happening. No. Bevan's well, uh, pretty British. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, it's
3: just like when uh, when Robin Williams said, they're not dykes, they're women in comfortable shoes.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> what uh, is a protective dike? Don't go near the river. Stay right from there. <laughs> What other questions do you have, Scott? I think that was the, the last one other than... That um, was the last one? Okay. Uh, okay wait, no, okay. no th- There was one more which was uh, asking, did character development take a vacation throughout the 70s? Yes. Yeah. Uh, an an for sure.
3: Well, okay. Um, as far as my little rant about the whole women's lip thing, women's lip was very prevalent, especially during this time. That's why I was mainly pissed off at how they treated Jessica throughout the series. Because you had stuff like Wonder Woman and Charlie's Angels and these other shows on with strong female characters. And then it's like... Uh, <laughs> I was just did, watching every episode going but but this is women's this is like right in the middle of women's live in the 70s. What the fuck?
1: Did, <laughs> did you actually watch Charlie's Angels the series? Yes. Okay. Um I mean, yeah, they they were they were cops and they were strong, but they were also incredibly sexualized.
3: Well, I know that. I didn't say that it was a good type of women's look. Because look at Wonder Woman. I mean, uh, oh, Linda Carter, my very first female crush. Oh. (laughs) Oh, 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 Linda Carter. She's still hot today, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) 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 Uh, Anyway, but uh, she was one of the first characters and Charlie's Angels to a degree, except for a couple of them. They were a little bimbo-ish, but uh, yeah
1: i but I think, like scene. like I said earlier, this show really suffered from uh, interference from above, and i think I think <laughs> Jessica's character more than anyone because she was certainly not incompetent in the movie or or no, no she was no. no actually she was more competent than Logan
3: because yeah,
1: exactly. she at least had an idea. That there was something going on outside, he was just kind of like, okay. <laughs> and she's uh, the
3: one who convinced him to, to get out.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that uh, and, and he was on and he was on a mission. It was after they got out that, with uh, Jessica's help, he was convinced. No, this mission is uh, is folly, and outside is real.
1: Yeah. And I was kind of disappointed they never they they never did a uh, an equivalent of Peter Ustinov's character
2: uh, from the movie in oh. the series
3: was waiting for him to show up
1: peter
2: ustinov is my literally my favorite part of the movie
3: (laughs) really okay oh
2: he's amazing
3: well i liked richard jordan uh simply because apparently he had like a a long string of playing bad guys and stuff or total dicks
1: Uh, duncan idaho how can you be mad at duncan idaho though
3: did you ever see secret of my success he was the dick uncle in that movie okay well Uh, i uh but pretty yeah, much almost it- every movie he was in, he was the antagonist and or the dick dude.
1: Mm-hmm. I I'll, and, let me let me just clarify something. If anyone who listened to uh any other show I've done, uh I hated David Lynch's Dune, but I loved the casting.
3: The yeah, movie was crap, then, but the casting yeah.
1: was awesome. Mm. And yeah. He, he was only the, kind of
3: a know. he was only kind of a dick dude. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I mean, unfortunately he passed in the early nineties. Yeah, he died oh, in nineteen ninety two from brain cancer. He had a brain tumor. Damn. He he was in Gettysburg and that was his last film and uh Yeah. And in Gettysburg he actually was a decent dude. It was one of the few times he wasn't a dick. <laughs> you know?
2: wow. uh, also also yeah. the Hunt for Red October.
3: Yes. Yes.
1: He wasn't wait, what? Are we talking the same guy? Who who is he in Hunt for Red October?
2: Richard Jordan? Um, Are we talking
1: about the guy that played Francis in the movie? Yeah. yeah.
2: In in Hunt, for Red, in Hunt for Red October, he was um, I would like the um, Secretary of Defense, I think. Um, <gasps> Holy shit, I never made that connection. Boom, there you go, you got it.
3: Goddamn, you're right.
2: <laughs> if we haven't done Hunt for Red October on movies you should see, we should.
3: We need to do it, we do. Well, a, bu- a bunch of films need I'm to sure be done. I'm sure you, you m- all
0: must to- have done that. I don't know that we have. Whoa. Yeah. Well, there's a whole <laughs>
3: list of movies that still need to be done for movies. You should see. Yes. <sighs> including anyway, <Logan>. anyway,
1: <laughs> we, we need to wrap this up. <laughs> yeah. so, mm. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say that Logan's run, while it certainly has its flaws, uh, it's worth watching. If you really, if, if, if you are a fan of vintage science fiction, uh, on television, and if you are listening to this show, you probably are. Mm-hmm. Uh, Logan's Run is worth watching. Not all of them; some of them are really bad. But I enjoyed rewatching it for the first time since I was a kid. Uh, yes, some of them were particularly painful, but I think overall there is a there's a, a an earnestness to this show that is uh, a saving grace. And and Moffat as Rem is magnificent. His performance alone, to me, saved the show, and I think you could do worse than than watching Logan's Run, especially if you can if you can find it on on YouTube or if you can pick up the DVD at a yard sale or something. I, I don't think you'll think your time is wasted.
0: Fair Agreed. enough. Yeah, fair enough. I'll, I'll live with that. <laughs> thank you for listening, everybody, and thank you everybody for being on the show. It was that was lots of fun.
2: Thank you for letting yeah. me come on. When I heard that you guys were doing this series, I got really excited. Oh, I, me too. I loved I, love I crammed all 14 episodes in just to make sure that I could be uh, on my game in case I was allowed to be on this episode.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Jen, not so much.
3: <laughs> well, I tried. I really did try. Because I loved Belshark Galactica and the uh, 80s Buck Rogers and all that. And that's what I was thinking of when I went into it, and it started off pretty much like that, and then it just started gradually getting to the point I couldn't continue, but um, it has some good points, as we discussed, and if um, you can make it through all 14 episodes, and sadly, I could not. <laughs> More power you to know, you.
1: I, I think if it had gotten a second season, it might have gotten better. Uh, you know, we're, I'll, we have to remember, you know, we, we give Star Trek a lot of leeway, Especially, uh, you know, next gen DS9 uh, about how their first seasons are kind of crap, but then they get better going on. This show really only got one season; they didn't get a chance to get better going on. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of feel like that might have.
2: Well, yeah. after we get after we get uh, the Quantum Leap revival that uh, Richard and I discussed on our other show, once we get that underway, then we'll move on to reviving Logan's Run, and it will be Logan's Run. Sanctuary, and it will be all about them actually finding the place.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, check out the other shows that we've mentioned, like Simply Syndicated Movie News, but also we mentioned White Star 5, uh, Take It All Either, Seven Chevron. All kinds of shows that we all do about TV shows. This is just one of them. So our going, Quantum Leap Show. A Quantum Leap Show. Oh, boy. Trust this, no one. Trust I'm, no one.
1: I'm halfway through the first episode and loving it. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And don't forget, we, we need your support. We need you to help us out, run Simply Syndicated, by donating £6 a month uh, and getting Simply Everything for your troubles, which is an awesome thing because it has everything we've made for the last 11 years or so on there, and all this new stuff that we're talking about. Some of it's just for supporters of the site as our way of saying thank you it's it's not really it's like giving you a thing for your money it's it's that's commerce actually what i'm describing ignore me (laughs) um so go and check that out simply com slash everything and you can hear our quantum leap show and our x-files show and other things like that too so without further ado i'm going to say bye-bye everybody and make sure we don't start talking more logan's run because i'm starving (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye, everybody.